Welcome to another exciting episode of the Business of Digital podcast, featuring your hosts, Matt Siltala and Dave Rohr. Hey guys, uh, excited to have you on another one of these uh, Business of Digital uh, podcast episodes. I appreciate you, as always, joining us. And we have Dave with us, of course. How's it going, Dave? It is going pretty good for a, what is today, Wednesday? I don't even know what day it is. So, Yeah. That we're recording. One of those days. <laughs> One of those so, weeks. So I have to uh, uh, laugh and I have to, uh, you know, I have to joke at the, uh, you know, we're always, uh, the titles for these episodes are always evolving, but I love the, the name of this one that Dave put together for us. It's Digital Project uh, Management 101 or something like that. <laughs> something like that. Oh, it just makes me smile. I love it, Dave. <laughs> I There's been times where we you, you would, I, I would finalize and process the 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 out the like the final mp3 and the title that i decided to name it would be completely changed from what you know i had just figured out like an hour earlier i'd be like oh no that's much better and then i would do a little research and i'm like yeah that's much better and i'm like oh crikey <laughs> i gotta change it everywhere so so this was interesting i just um you know i'm gonna let you jump into it but it came from some uh, sessions that you've done before and the idea comes from, you know, helping people do a better job with their project management and, and, and stuff like that. So, or something like that. But uh, Something what? along those lines. I'm not, a, <laughs> I'm not a project manager. I don't have a certification. But having been in agencies, working with small companies, working with really large companies, being an in-house person where I was a team of one and then we grew the watching your projects die on the vine and watching campaigns die mm. and watching your babies, you know, your hopeful flowers that were going to blossom and just, you know, bring in the sales and bring in the leads, just completely, you know, be stonewalled by people for it's no brutal, reason. Especially when it's you know tough. it's good. Well, so yeah, think about how many times, and I know you've talked about some examples in the past, but think about how you've worked on some projects before at Avalanche, where you spent three months or six months or just, you know, even a couple of weeks, your team did. And, you know, bless their heart, they put everything into it, and then it just goes nowhere. Yeah, you know, one that I'm thinking off the top of my head, and, and um, you know, it's kind of sad. We were doing this, this pretty awesome, what I felt was an awesome uh, project for MTV, believe it or not. Nice. And, who? And MTV. Young young kids. This is if you're a young kid watching. They used to play music videos there about 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, it used to be. Music it was YouTube, television. but you couldn't control it. <laughs> now it's MTV stands for what? Miscellaneous. Uh, anyway, sorry. Trash. So yeah, something. I don't know. Anyway, um, it was an amazing project, but some of the right people, or at least some of the. I don't know if you want to call them lawyers or or uh, oh. HR people or, you know. Take all it, the fun out of stuff. Yes. Um, they were not involved in the project. And we usually do a very good job of making sure that everybody that needs to be involved and making sure that we're not wasting time or wasting clients' money. Because, you know, even if it's a case where they at the end of the day say sorry this was our bad we don't we can't run it like you still feel bad that you made people waste money you know and anyway this was one of those cases where 
Um, the team loved the project. It was amazing. Like it was, it was seriously like, and I wish I could talk more about it, but I just can't. But, um, it was, it was seriously going to be what I felt was one of the most amazing content pieces we ever put out there. And at the 11th hour, as they do, they get struck down by legal HR people types. And so, um, it was just people we found out that didn't get involved, but, uh, but it does bring up a good point, which I think you're going to kind of jump into a lot of this stuff, Dave, but like, you know, this proves the case that sometimes everything that you do is just like stuff's going to happen still. But if you have a plan in place where, you know, you know, you're getting people involved, you have all the right teams, you, you do everything that you can to, to minimize this kind of risk. For the most part, it's going to work out for you and it's going to help save you and it's going to help save your projects. Uh, if you put a little bit of effort into making sure that you, it's done right from the beginning, obviously some of the, sometimes this kind of stuff happens, but we found that it happens to us a lot less when we make sure from the very start, we're working with all the people that could potentially, you know, approve or kill the project. Yeah. And as we always tell you, we are going to drop in um, a bunch of content and probably some links into the the on the website in the final description so if you're listening to itunes or whatever your favorite player is you know feel free to go to the website and check it out because i'll actually have an outline this is a talk i've done in the past and i continue to do um for various conferences and various even in-house people it's what is it right now this is an older deck it's uh almost 100 slides which could probably be more or less but um, I'll drop in the outline and we'll some other stuff because we're going to kind of hop around because um, we only have, what, 15 to 20 minutes. So we can't really cover something that I do in an hour to three hours. And we do that for you guys because we yeah. want you to keep paying attention to us. <laughs> so, well, and I think it's helpful, too. Yes. Yeah. Not everything is going to be easy, especially if you're driving or running or, you know, on the uh, um, not the running machine, the. Uh, What's the other thing people... Oh, I'm Elliptical. Yes, yes, thank you. The elliptical. No problem. I'm um, trying to write notes. You probably... If you can read your handwriting while you're on an elliptical, bless you. Um, <laughs> I can barely read my own handwriting when I'm not. You so, know, it's scary that we're starting to be able to figure out what each other's thinking or finish the sentences. You know that. That right? is scary. <laughs> 100 episodes in, it's all it took. No. <laughs> um, I think really the, that, that leads me to probably to jump a little bit ahead, but in my little outline, but teams involved i think we always think of anytime we're doing a project and i'll just use um this one we this one example i have that we built out this awesome thing for an e-commerce client and it was going to be online offline it was going to be all this stuff and then it just didn't happen um it wasn't because of lawyers and other stuff but um yeah can't say why and I don't even know why exactly some days but <laughs> it, yeah it just didn't happen yeah. but I think a lot of projects run into some stakeholder some power broker some person at a higher level or some level that has enough say or enough you can wield enough swords and power that they can strike down any project for right or wrong reasons um and I think what we always need to do is think about all of the different platforms that are going to be involved. So 
you know, if you're building a landing page for PPC and you're like, oh, I just have to talk to so-and-so. Sometimes you need to talk to more than just so-and-so. If you're yeah. just taking and rehashing and re-updating, um, I've worked in the past where we, if you deal with 401k, insurance, student loans, um, financial, anything, you know, we were told one time we couldn't update the title tags for a certain section of the site because it had been approved by like the SEC and like certain <laughs> groups and boards of yeah, you know that's people. Crazy. Because of it can't be marketing, it can't it can't be it can't overpromise things. Um, so you know, just because you think you're just updating a small page and maybe you're just a small business and you're like Psh, whatever, it's just me. Um, that's easy, you know. You, you, this this entire thing is probably not going to help you. But when you work at a company where you know you have twenty people on a marketing or even a couple, and you have an owner and a bunch of other people, knowing who controls what is very handy. So the social network, radio, CRM, who has the domains. Like if you want to set up a subdomain for a campaign, and you walk over to your IT person, or maybe you outsource it. And they tell you that it takes two weeks for turnaround and you didn't know that. And it's supposed to go up live next week. Who's in trouble? Yeah. So from the get go, I always try to suggest, and I know I probably fail sometimes myself doing these, but try to think about everyone and everything that would touch. You know, if if you're giving, if you're working with an SEO agency or PPC agency, what's the very first thing an SEO person asks for? The very first thing I ask for is, can I have access to your Bing webmaster? Can I have access to your Google? Can I have access to analytics? Can I have access to your backend? Like for me, I have a list of things that I ask for access. And if I don't have them, that can change what I can deliver to you. Well, something that, as you were talking about all this, you know, the whole PPC SEO type stuff, it made me think, and I can't remember the exact situation or what happened, but I know that that it ended up being pretty bad in this particular case, like like uh, getting some pages de-indexed because of something that was included. On, so there was like one of those landing pages that, that was created for PPC, and it was solely for that kind of stuff, but but it wasn't... Um, Nobody in the nobody else knew that that page was going up or anything oh, was being done. I, I that doesn't shock me. Yeah, and so you know this is where you say, well, why should an SEO and a PPC team talk to each other? Well, this is a perfect example. There was something um, that was put on that page that that lost some ranking. I can't remember exactly what it was, but there was some code on it that wasn't good. And and if the SEO team had just had just looked at it. They would have been able to say, "Hey, this is fine. Let's just do this, move this, whatever, blah blah blah," and you'd be done with it. But uh, it, you know, as it turned out, it ended up being a big sticky situation, and it was because a couple people didn't talk that they didn't, you know, that pe they were thinking was okay that they didn't talk, and so just, you know, talk to everyone. Talk to everyone. <laughs> yeah, talk to your SEO agency. The number of audits I've done where I have found an inordinate a number of subdomains that are either old campaigns or weird redirects and it was probably set up by a social team or the PPC team or some partnership team that you know or biz dev team um, that didn't talk to anyone because they didn't they they went to IT and they submitted it and it was approved and now it's out there and now they don't want it indexed but it's already been out there for two years yeah <laughs> um, you know or 
you start running a campaign and you're dropping, you know, a couple grand into Facebook every month or every week or every day for this campaign and you don't talk to the CRM people and you don't talk to the analytics people to validate that it's the UTM codes and everything is actually working. Or maybe you decide to launch something and someone else does and you guys use the same campaign name yeah. because you're both on the same campaign and you're both promoting the same thing. Oops. <laughs> and, you know, you don't really differentiate your name too much. So when it comes in, you have to do weird drill downs and filters to get it. So, yeah, just knowing who's involved and thinking beyond it, I think, is always a big thing. And then another thing is stakeholders. Knowing uh, yes. <laughs> who those stakeholders are in each of those groups. And... You know, knowing how to I, talk to them too, but anyway, that's another. Topic. Well, and it's also getting buy-in. So if I need the IT person to do X, Y, Z for me, you know, or a developer because, you know, we're, we need to have it on this website or we can't have a subdomain because of X, Y, Z. Uh, I now need five hours a week for the next three weeks of a developer to just do these minor changes. Well, then if they're booked for the next three months, you need to be able to sell to their boss and maybe even their boss's boss to prioritize their time over other things. You know, that, that got me thinking of something, Dave. Um, and it's crazy because I, I never thought that something like this would even exist or whatever. But I have a friend that just graduated with uh, his master's. And um, basically what he specializes in is he specializes in talking marketing strategies um to the c-suite types and so he basically can take the language of someone like you or me or you know a ppc person an seo uh, a a you know a and go up design. two levels or a and, level and, yeah and go up two levels where they can understand it where they can then give buy-in and and it's interesting because you know that we're talking about this because just recently one of my partners reached out to me and said Hey, do you know anybody that could do? And his his basic question was, we need someone to be able to know how to talk to a C-suite type on this and this and this. And it was, anyway, it's just interesting because um, this is exactly what you're talking about. Well, and I think we've, I've talked about this in the past, but a good example is um, a debate I had with two different SEOs about why would you deliver a technical audit in PowerPoint? Hmm. <laughs> And it's because when you're an in-house person, you have to sell your VP, your, your CMO, depending on how big your company is, you have, to, you have to sell someone internally on the marketing side to approve these. Then you have to go to the dev side, especially if it's a technical audit, you know, to make these canonical changes, to make the href laying, to make, you know, so we don't have five H1s on every page so that, you know, we, we do things correctly. Now you need dev resources. So that audit, to speak to the marketer is one thing, but then that person that got the audit or they did the audit, they then have to reshape it and know who they're talking to and who the stakeholders are. And you have to start tying into their, their metrics. And yeah. I think that's the other thing that people a lot miss is asking those questions of what metrics or what are their goals for that quarter or year, and then tying your project into it. The bigger the company, 
the more you're going to have to do that. Because if people are bonused on XYZ and your project does not impact XYZ, you need to figure out a way it does. Or they're not going to care. And they care, but they, they only have a finite number of resources and time. You are going to fall to the bottom of the list, or at least further down. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, knowing what their their limits are, what their goals are, um, you know, and I can even include this aligning the goals I always talk about. Yeah. Align your project. Go from your company goals to your team or your marketing goals down to, you know, your SEO or PPC or social media and figure out how your project then taps into those goals and then work it all the way up so that wherever you are talking to different groups, you can kind of figure out how your goals can touch that one or at least try. Maybe if it doesn't, it doesn't. But, you know, tell them that, you know, next time they need something, they'll become priority one as a thank you, even if you don't have time. (laughs) You know, buy buy, buy the devs some pizza and and say, hey, you know, if you guys stay late, our marketing team, we got some budget. Well, really, but, you know, we'll find some and we're going to buy you guys, you know, pizza or, you know, surprised how far, you know, pizza goes food <laughs> or, you know, whatever, whatever kind of food they want. Um, you know, we'll throw, we'll, we'll throw you a pizza party, not a Chuck E. Cheese, unless you really want it, then hey. Um, but yeah, do what you got to do. Very cool. So you guys, we gave you a lot more than just something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know if you have, uh, if those were your final thoughts or, or, or last thoughts before we wrap this up, Dave. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's it. It's just the, uh, when you, whenever you think of a, a project that's going to touch a couple teams or could possibly touch a couple teams, I think the very first thing to do is to think about who could swoop in at the last minute and squash it. Is it yeah. HR? Is it you know lawyers? If if you're doing an infographic or something you think is it might be a little bit um, questionable or not on brand, get buy-in from as many people as you need to, and figure out a way to tie it to their goals so that it becomes important to them. So when someone does come up and sit, object to it, they sit down and be like. We, we, we thought about that, and here's why we decided that it's, it's worth the risk. Very cool. So, all right, that's all you guys. I got. We got, yeah, that was great. That for was now. a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> for now, we'll shut up. <laughs> well, anyway, for, for uh, Dave Rohr with Northside Metrics, I'm Matt with uh, Matt Siltola, actually, with Avalanche Media. And we thank you guys for joining us. We'll hit you on the next one. Bye, guys. Thanks. <laughs>